Welcome everybody to today's wonderful roundtable and Q&A for therapists that are starting from scratch their practice. There may be times where uh, you have wondered, how does this all work? How do I get from where I am now to where I really want to be? And so we've invited some people that have taken that full journey um, across the, the process of um, starting from scratch and they're here to share their journey today. So can we give a big like round of applause for these amazing people that are here today? Uh, we're gonna start and I'm gonna be, as people are coming in um, who are gonna be sharing, I'm gonna pin those people um, up on the screen, um, but we'll give each person kind of two minutes to introduce themselves and share what life looked like before they started private practice and share what it looks like right now. Um, I'm gonna start up with Kelsey, just cause she's in my top left corner. Um, and then we'll kind of go from there. Hey, hello, I'm happy to go first. Uh, I'm Kelsey Torgerson Dunn. I am the owner of Compassionate Counseling St. Louis, which is my group private practice. Um, and it started out as just a me, like very, very, very part-time practice right around the time that I joined bootcamp. Um, and going from, you know, trying to figure out what that could even look like to actually having a full thriving business with like four therapists working for me has been really awesome. And it's definitely been like boot camp each, each step of the way and Kelly and Miranda each step of the way. Um, I think before boot camp, I had an idea that you just like open a private practice and you just take insurance and then it just like is supposed to work itself out. <laughs> like not knowing all those pieces that actually go into it. And now I recognize like it's, it's so much work, but when you get it to a place where it's all running the way it should, the way it should, it's really um, rewarding. And you can take those time to really like push and take those times to, to take a step back. But uh, you know, I wouldn't have, have known that before you guys at all. <laughs> awesome. Do you want to share where you're located, Kelsey? Yeah. Your so, website? <laughs> so in St. Louis, Compassionate Counseling St. Louis, and then my website is compassionatecounselingstl.com for my private practice. And then my author website, because I'm also an author, is kelseytorkersondunn.com. Fantastic. Awesome. That's um, Becca. Do you want to introduce yourself next? Yes. So I am Rebecca Williams. I have a group practice in Riverside, California. Um, when I, before I started boot camp, I was, um, I had no private practice. <laughs> I had been working in some agency jobs. I knew that to serve the kind of clients I wanted to serve, I was going to need to be in private practice. But I knew that there was a whole lot that I didn't know. And like, I didn't know what I didn't know. And um, I really, because I had so many questions and I just knew that I didn't have, I didn't even know that I was asking the right questions. It was important to me to find someone who could give me some step-by-step, -step, show me what it was that I should be doing. And so I joined bootcamp before I even like opened my practice or had a name for it or had an office location or anything. Um, and it's been so helpful. There have been many, many times as I've listened to conversations that have happened among other therapists where they're going, oh, I started this the wrong way, or um, I had to unlearn all these things. I'm like, no, I just learned a way that works from the very beginning. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, and right now, 
so I, I started just as a solo person. And then after doing that for a couple of years, I had kind of reached the, the max caseload that I thought that I could take by myself and was still getting lots of referrals. So I transitioned to, I rebranded and transitioned to be a group practice. And now we are called Inland Empire Couples Counseling. And I have three therapists who work for me here. We have two offices in Riverside, California and Temecula. Fantastic. All right, Sarah. And if you guys um, who've already spoken, if you want to share your links down in the chat um, for your website. Maria um, and Tamika, we see that you're here. We're trying to figure out how to get you on the main. Yeah, screen. for whatever reason, it's not letting <laughs> us pin you and we're, we're trying to figure it. it out. Don't worry. We got you. Okay. Personally attacked <laughs> by Zoom. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Sarah Stanazai. My pronouns are she, hers. Um, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I own a group practice in Long Beach, California, where Prospect Therapy, prospectherapy.com. Um, <laughs> we are a queer and trans affirming practice with a focus on serving first gen and immigrant Americans, um, partially because that's my story, and also because there's a huge need for that. Um, I started boot camp in 2018 and I, I'm starting to feel like I'm one of the like OG people. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know if that's true but um uh before boot camp I had a small I had a full-time job and I just kind of started my practice to see what it was about um and I am the type of person who just researches everything and obsesses over everything and learns like I'm always looking for like the correct way to do things um, which made it very hard to actually um, execute so I would say one of the main things I learned in boot camp aside from every possible piece of information that you could need about group practice or private practice um, was you know done is better than perfect it will always be evolving and so if you're the type who's like well I don't want to do anything until it's like perfectly right we also help perfectionists, by the way. Um, <laughs> camp is really helpful because it helps you um, just kind of get the ball rolling. And the other main thing I would say that I've noticed about this program is they do not just turn everybody into the same practice. It's not <laughs> just like, I know we have, I really enjoy hearing other people's stories because it's very similar to mine. And you can see like we have, probably quite different practices and we run them different ways we have you know so if you're worried that you're just going to turn into like every other basic therapist like you want they really help you um figure out what it is that you are really good at and what you want to do and if you compare yourself to other people or you worry that like you know I need to do it the way other people are doing there's it's really hard to do that through boot camp so I'll just point that out too um <laughs> And now I run a group practice. Um, I'm chilling on a Tuesday. I look like this. So that's what life is like. I have time to do these. Um, and I just tell everybody about boot camp. <laughs> we love that. How has it changed your personal life? If you don't mind me asking. I was thinking about that. I swear. I, um, I think it was you, Becca, who said, I, I don't know who said it, but I, learn when to really lean into my business and expand and accelerate. And I learn also when to like, just let it run itself and enjoy it. And um, 
balance the rest of your life. So I make sure that I do like one overnight trip every month. I make sure that I see, I go to the gym every week. I like, it sounds like an exaggeration, but because of boot camp, like clothes fit better, like every other part of my life is also better mm. um, because I'm not just like obsessing at 2 a.m. trying to figure out what the title of my blog post should be. We're not about that. So Good. it's great. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Thank you so much, Sarah. Polina. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Paulina Kodas and I'm a psychologist in Denver, Colorado. So I got on a boot camp in like, I think 2018 and I did not have private practice there. And I think like, okay, now here we are, like it's 2021 and I don't have that like success story of like, I have a group practice. And I think, okay, maybe people like me exist too. Like I'm slow moving. I have a full successful solo practice. And uh, when I started like this, like a little tap program this year, I was had like tons of prog, tons of like ideas. And I just, in the middle of the year, I decided myself, okay, I have my nice, quiet, uh, really like private practice, which I have clients who are like the best clients in the world. So that I just like, okay. Yes, and I have like two days where I can like go to the mountains and walk around if I need to and just like let it slow. Like I'm recovering from my, when I started, I had no private practice and I am a first uh, generation immigrant who was like in the middle of divorce and immigration mess Mm -hmm. when I started that. So it's like bad, (laughs) it was bad. So now I'm recovering, like I kind of recovered out of that and out of pandemic and uh, I love my job like right now. So that's, uh, I mean, like think like, because I didn't know anything about how to run business in US, like zero. So that's why like, oh my God, people <laughs> just do it because you just like, just do it right from the beginning. So now I, uh, in some ways I outperform my colleagues who I like used to work in the same, like share the office. So like, okay. <laughs> Yes, just like even if you move like slow and like don't have like huge like huge like expectation, just like I'm letting myself grow in my own pace right now. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's that's important to me. I love that please. Anybody mm-hmm. else have that experience of um <clears throat> going through the bootcamp process and suddenly other people are like looking to you going like, wait, how did you do that? Like what's happened <laughs> where like suddenly you are that person who, and it's not a comparison thing. It's just a inspiration. Inspiration. People start to go, wait, what are you doing? And you start to have those. I, I think someone else mentioned that too, having conversations with people and realizing how much information you've been able to take in and how that's created a lot of ease for you. Um, in business to kind of know like that's in flow as opposed to having a conversation with someone and being like wait what quarterly taxes wait what like how does this work like to to know that that's not where you're learning is like on accident it's happening in a really consistent way I love that awesome thank you Paulina all right Maria hello 
Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am, my, my name is Maria and I am a solo private practice owner in um, Massachusetts in the greater Boston area. And um, I'm, I just wanna say I'm super inspired um, and marveled by all of those of you who open, have shared your group practices, um, super impressive and daunting for me to even think about. So the fact that a lot of you are already there is really cool to hear and know. Um, and with that, I, I guess I'll share a little bit about um, my experience with bootcamp. Um, I also have been a member since 2018 um, and knew pretty early on in my life uh, that I wanted to do private practice. It was just a matter of figuring out how to get there logistically. And so um, private boot camp has um, given me the confidence to be able to do that. And also the knowing that I'm not alone in some of the obstacles that come with that, which has been huge. And it, it sounds so silly, but I come back to time and time again, um, the website tutorial um, that Miranda did, I believe. And, um, and that was like the most helpful thing to me of all. I'm like not savvy when it comes to technology or computer whatsoever. So to have the step-by-step -step process, um, of that was, uh, crucial for me. And, um, I think also just knowing, I think that threads into this like larger theme of just like knowing that the business model is going to constantly evolve. And just when you think your website is completed, you go back and you revise it again, right? Like all of that um, has been a big part of my process. I don't know. I'm like rambling now. Did I address all the other <laughs> sort of uh, aspects you wanted me to? Well, like what yeah. did life, I, I guess I'll go back to this like kind of succinct question yeah. of like, what did life look like for you? before bootcamp and what does it okay. look like now? Okay. So life, um, uh, before bootcamp was hectic and chaotic. I was working three different jobs. Um, one of which was in the restaurant industry, two of which were in the mental health field. Um, and so one, one being, a um, partial program an intensive outpatient partial program, as well as, um, initiating the private practice. So in 2018, I started dabbling into boot camp and started figuring out what I would need to do to get um, to make the transition or the leap from being employed full time um, to self employed. Um, so with that came working three jobs. So um, I was working nearly every day um, from morning to night and just trying to create some sort of a cushion for myself so that I could slowly um, taper off of my day job, so to speak. And so ironically, um, that leap occurred, um, at the start of COVID. So I resigned from my full-time job and started working full-time in private practice. Um, and that had some pros and cons, obviously just because of the pandemic, but, um, huge contrast ultimately from just working all day long to now fast forward two years later or three years later. Um, I work in private practice, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, um, and I see individuals and couples and I have control over my schedule, which is also another really important factor. Um, life is just a lot more peaceful <laughs> and, uh, satisfying. I'm, um, I'm in a much calmer, um, mindset than I was way back when. So I hope that answers your question and gives you a little bit of insight. Okay. It did. That's awesome. Thank you, Maria. And if you sure. want to share your, um, your website um, in the chat. That would be awesome. Totally. Thank All right. You. Tamika, what did life look like before boot camp and what does life look like now? Crazy and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> guys. <Different> guys. 
I have a baby, so you already know it's wild. Yeah, I know. Um, so when I first signed up for boot camp, it was last year. I think it was fall of last year, and my baby was about a year. And then I became a foster mom for my great nephew, who was a newborn. So that was wild times 10. So I just put everything on back burn, the back burner for boot camp. I didn't engage. I didn't do anything. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's overwhelming, blah, blah, blah. And so I started working on my website and I started doing some things on my own. And then I said, you know what? Between these two babies and not getting any sleep, I need to delegate this. So I talked to someone I knew. And they said, oh, you can talk to the person in my website. And so I reached out to them. They did it. And by the end of 2020, I think it was December, my website was done. And I had some sort of marketing plan. And then February of 2021, I created my Instagram account for my page. And I think by April, I had just focused on building my following in the community on Instagram. That was it, just a network. And I ran into a lot of people from boot camp, right? And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. So I was engaging in Zenimi and engaging um, on Instagram. And that was it, right? And a little bit on LinkedIn. Still wasn't like advertising, nothing like that. And then I started going through the modules and I'm like, oh, I already did this. Oh, I already did this. Oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Right. So it was like really helpful to like look at the foundational pieces and the nuts and bolts. So then my following grew to like 10K in like under five months. Right. And so I've had some challenges since then. Right. So why? <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy like yeah. right so I'm just gonna leave IG alone they don't love me I love it but it did teach me what I needed for social media so I started helping other therapists through this process with their following the engagement piece hashtags things of that nature I love it it's fun but I feel like there's a knowledge gap so I built private practice. I started advertising. I'm still building on the client side, right? For therapy. And I think I have like eight clients and five of them pay my full fee, right? And talk to them about my fee going up. The bride price is going up. So they know that too. They're okay with that. I created letters and all of that. So that way they know in the new year what my fee is going to be. They have three months to make their, their, their mind up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I also started working on consulting services. So I created a lot of products and things because I have time. And I said, well, before I get super busy and I need some other outlets, but I want to be structured to working. So I stick to my regular work schedule. And so for me, when it's overwhelming, I switch gears and do something creatively because that reduces my stress. And it also helps me to feel productive. So I started, you know, just doing some consulting services and helping others with their social strategy and their business strategy, just to kind of look at those knowledge gaps in the clinical world. Right. And now um, that's done. And I said, Oh, I'm going to do my ATP, right. Redo that. Cause I work backwards and in full <laughs> force. So now I want to restructure that. And so that's where I'm at, but I do have clients. I do get calls every day. I follow the script it's made such a huge difference. Um, I think private practice has changed my life for the better because I'm able to work around my needs, work around my life. It's tailored around my baby versus before I was a slave to the time clock. And I worked full time seeing like 46 clients a week in a 40 hour work week. Mm -hmm. 
and I didn't get paid anything. Mm-hmm. And now I'm making what I used to make full time. And I only work 21 hours a week. Mm-hmm. How many other people here have us have that story that they're able to have an income and with a much more manageable schedule that is a totally different than the income that they had while working for an agency or somebody else who else has that experience. You guys yes. want to share what that looks like and the difference of working for someone else with sometimes, I don't know about you guys, right? My caseloads were up, up in the high. Well, I had, in the high I had like, well, I had in the thirties per week, which would mean somewhere between like 50 and 70 total on my caseload while doing trauma for domestic violence and sexual assault. So like, that's what my caseload looked like when I was working for the nonprofit. And I had a relatively good nonprofit experience, meaning that like my caseloads were way lower than other people's. And I was able to set boundaries um, better than my colleagues who were working for other nonprofits, right? No, I had a caseload of 150. I got up to 200 at one point. And everyone had to be seen in a month and all this and therapy had to be provided for each of them plus case management. <laughs> no. Yeah. No more. Not good. How about y'all? I'll did add, you work for I the government? It, uh-huh. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Sarah. Uh, I'll add, I think that a few of us are now employers and, you know, I bet any of us will say, I know exactly what not to do. And I do want to create the same work-life balance that I have or that I wish I had at that time, you know, I have pre-licensed and licensed people working for me who are like, oh, I didn't know it could be like this. And I think that made it, that became like very much priority number one of like, sorry, if you can hear my dog, of like making sure that um, people know that even people I mentor and just people who don't work for me, that there are other ways to make a living and take care of yourself and still do this work and help other people. Um, Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent, Sarah. I feel like, so I was working for a nonprofit that is now called St. Louis Counseling, but I was doing the school partnership program. So I was working in two schools floating in like four other schools to do presentations. And I was the senior therapist who was supervising staff and I was running the practicum program and I had this huge caseload and it would be like, oh, you can see people in the office too. Why don't you see couples? Like, why don't you see this adult? And I like work with kids and teens and like, that's my whole thing. So the real motivator for me for starting the private practice was who do I work really well with? And uh, how do I do therapy really well? Like I I specialize in this area of anxiety-driven anger and I don't wanna have to keep seeing people when I'm not a good fit. And that's what the nonprofit is all about is how many hours you can get in, not like how do you really refer someone out ethically and make sure that they have like an awesome fit. So um, when it came time to hire someone else and to be able to see more people than I could ever see on my own is that's when I started hiring therapists who also like, loved this specific kind of area of like angry kids and anxious teens and overwhelmed college students. Um, and we have it set up where people come in every single week, like caseloads for most of my therapists are a lot of them are part-time. So it's like 10 or like 20 people a week of their full-time. Uh, and that's it. And you open it up when you're ready to open it up. You don't have to see everyone and do everything. And I also feel like 
while juggling all of this is when I was building up the private practice side of things, which was so much work. And I don't know if I could do that now. Um, if I were to go back and be like, you know, maybe I'm not ready to open up the private practice yet. And I want to do something else. I do feel like there are ways to get out of that, that job or to get out of the thing where like, Maria, I think you were saying that you were doing like three jobs at the same time, but to find a way to not feel like you have to do so much. Um, and either that's opening up your private practice through boot camp, or maybe it's even like finding someone who was a boot camper and, and working for them if they're hiring too, right? Where they're going to understand, like, we don't want you to burn out. We want you to just work with good fit clients. We want you to feel really like supported and have a livable wage. And that's usually not what you find on the nonprofit side of things. I think that's the, the piece. And there was actually in one of the earlier um, calls that we were doing last week in the masterclass, someone was like, how do I find boot campers to work for? And so we're going to create a, a whole spot where it's just for boot campers in particular to post their job postings um, so that people in, in the communities who are saying like, I want somebody who actually understands. And I think this is the part that's so hard is that I don't think that most of the therapists out there that are not paying livable wages or that are creating a dynamic that doesn't work, I don't think they're doing that on purpose. I don't think there's anything there where they're trying to um, perpetuate this, you know, this, this problem in our community, but they don't know what they don't know. And so I've met a lot of group practice owners who are actually paying to have that person working for them because they didn't set up a process that was actually sustainable. So what does that lead to? If they don't understand that that's the dynamic, they just go like, well, I'm still not making a profit or an income. So they just keep asking the person to see more and more people not realizing that it is not, I love Sarah's face right now. Like, yes, yes. Yeah. That like, they're not realizing that it's not how many people you bring through the door. If this, if the basis of your business plan is not set up properly, it won't matter how many people you see. It won't matter if you have a million dollar practice, if your profit is 60 grand a year but you're working 80 hours a week. And I have seen it. Like, these are the things that really do happen out in the world. And they can say, oh, wow, I have this, you know, I have a half a million dollar practice. I have a three quarter million dollar practice. I have a million dollar practice, but what's your quality of life? What's the quality of life for your clinicians? And how's your financial health for everybody involved? If that's not in place, it does not matter what that top line thing is. Doesn't matter. Can I ask a question? Actually, I'd like to hear from y'all about your experience of doing boot camp and really building a practice with honoring who you are. So we have a diverse panel here, women of color, queer, immigrant, divorce, like all these, there's lots of different things here, neurodivergence and all of that. What is that? How has that shifted your approach to building a practice, bringing your unique story, your unique lens, your diversity, that intersectionality to the table. Anybody want to share? Yes, Polina. Uh, yeah, so like, uh, actually that's like what bootcamp helped me to believe in myself, to get back to my 
um, ideal clients because like I worked before that uh, in Russia, mostly with, like mm-hmm. with high level professionals, mostly mm-hmm. with lawyers. I run like workshops for lawyers mm-hmm. and like here, like, okay, here I am just started, like where like high level professionals and where I am. Mm-hmm. So just like to, uh, to focus my like ATP, to network, right? And like here I am right now. Yes, I do work with high-level professionals. And that's like I'm ideal clients for them. I might mostly like they like me because I'm like cerebral, analytical enough and like and like emotional enough. And like I like to work with them. And I try to like work with different little bit. And I like, oh no, and I just made a mistake right away. So like, okay, if you choose your, your audience, like stuck to your audience, because that's like, it's going to be better for them and for you. Yeah. Love that. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Becca. Yeah. Um, so when I first started my practice, I had an infant. My daughter was maybe a year or so old and a preschooler. Um, and so I was always very part-time. And I really got to figure out what full was for me because full for me is not the same as somebody who is um, maybe doesn't have small kids at home. I also had the benefit that I have a spouse who was working full time. And so I could kind of grow my practice differently and invest differently in it because the income was nice to help pay my student loans and the practice paid all of its own bills from the very start, but I didn't have that, a, a, the same kind of pressure that I had to pay all of my own bills personally from the very start. So my journey has just been really different and I've set things up all along the way so that I can have a quality of life that I want and be available for my kids. And so right now what that looks like is I'm done working by about two every day. There's one day a week that we meet in the afternoon for a team meeting But every other day I pick my kids up from school and we do homework together and stuff. And that's something that just is important to me to be available for them. And my practice is at a place now where it can fully sustain me um, and pay all of my bills by myself, (laughs) which is really (laughs) nice. But it just was a very long, I think my road getting to that level financially was longer than maybe some other people's, but that's okay because I did it in a way that worked for me and that was in line with how I wanted my life to go and what my other obligations were. So even that transition from individual practice to group practice, I think maybe would have happened at a different time if I had been not had the small kids. It's like, no, well, I can only maybe do one clinical day a week. And so I, I took those growth steps earlier and now I am really seeing the financial benefit from that. And you also started when you, if I recall correctly, it's been a few years, but like you started, (laughs) I I really am the OG Sarah, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You started from the perspective of that interfaith kind of marriage and there was like a faith element to your messaging and and those kinds of things and I remember that like how do I step into that and integrating those parts as well in the initial phases of your business yeah I think there was some personal growth that I had to do before I was fully ready to step into that but I also think that that the work that I do with mixed faith couples 
is like that niche was more of a slow build. And so I was doing some things simultaneously where I was getting more and more comfortable with this very specific niche that I have while I was also building more locally a reputation as a solid couples therapist. I think going back to that idea too, that the our values, our personal values are so important in terms of what do we value? How do we want to spend our time? What kind of parent, friend, partner, member of the community do we want to be? And so creating space for that, whatever that looks like, whether that means space to volunteer, to give back, to be able to donate money to important causes, to be able to like that's definitely a value for me being able to be available for my kid and take him around change change legacies in the family yes. change legacies and systems and things like that too might be important for some of us so yeah yeah awesome. Tamika, what were you gonna say i saw you had your hand up too oh uh, no i was just gonna say value i think was like the biggest thing for me and like you just mentioned changing legacies um for me it was value in not only my messaging but value in my fee my rate I think that has been the biggest struggle and having that money uh, conversation with clients, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because when they have that money conversation, a lot of things come out and then some of them back out of therapy and you're like, oh, I don't want to lose anybody. So that, I think those are the things that stuck out the most for me um, in boot camp. Huge. All right. Was there someone else that had their hand raised too? Or- oh. I I did want to share. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. I did want to share. So I'm a a new boot camper and I, I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't, um, go to the the last like new one, but I wanted to go to this because I recently started a a private practice and I'm really excited about it. And I think I just jumped in And, (laughs) and now I'm, and now I'm like having to like figure everything out. Um, but um, I guess I just wanted to share that I feel like so far from what I've got, I feel very happy about like the decision I've made mm. to join boot camp. Um, and I am, yeah, I'm already feeling like, okay, this is going to set me up for a successful business. And I already, you know, have clients and, you know, it just kind of has, you know, just happened all of a sudden. I wasn't planning to start a private practice, but things just just happened. And when I was in school, my plan was to do it, be a therapist part time. I was I was married. I was gonna, you know, start a family. And then the rug was rug was ripped off from under me, and I ended up getting a divorce in the middle of of you know college. And it was just uh, a lot. And so I had to change like what I was planning to do with my profession. And I'm just I don't know. I'm just grateful for where I am and the progress and just how things are going in my life. Love that, Tiana. We're so glad that you're here. And how cool is that? Like you're just jumping in. I I absolutely (laughs) adore that. What um, I wanted to know from you guys too, do you guys have questions for the panel? For those of you who are out um, in the world who are here listening, questions that you have, whether that's questions about boot camp, advice about like the biggest things that people would share. I know a lot of you saw Kelsey's story last week where she shared about her, even her marketing plan for her, her group practice, how that led to a book deal, how that um, actually allowed her to take maternity leave during COVID and still per- 
bring a great income in, they just bought their first house, um, what have you, like all those kinds of pieces. Do you guys have questions about um, advice? Because we have this expert people here who have been where you are, they've had the questions that you've had. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, the other thing that I'll ask at the panel while we're just seeing if you guys uh, who are listening have questions is what would be if somebody's on the fence about boot camp, if they're really not sure whether it would work for them in particular, what would be your biggest piece of advice? If that was like a friend telling you that, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's for me, what would be the thing that you would tell them? Marie is back. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, my it's urine, okay. my bladder was so it's full. Okay. I, had to go. I apologize. <laughs> All good. Right. I, I can potentially answer that though. I would encourage the individual to ask themselves why, like, is it, is it most likely fear-based? Is there resistance to it? And I, I, I imagine the two of you still after the, offer the brief phone calls into, in terms of determining mm -hmm. if, um, the individual is a good fit. So I think it, it, that was super helpful for me in terms of teasing out my own, resistance to mm -hmm. the process. So I, I would, I guess I would just encourage the individual to dive into that a little further. Perfect. So I love that. General, but. No, it's great. Tamika. Just, oh, okay. I can like, like two cents because like when I got into bootcamp in 2018, I like, I was like, nobody wanted to hire me. I was working like crazy hours and like low paying jobs for me. What it's a money question it was a money question. And like, I have no idea how did I do it because like, like three years ago, it was like a big, um, and like, I'm so grateful I did because like, oh my God, that's like paid off like many, many times already. <laughs> so I just like, can't believe. <laughs> so uh, like really like return of investment, like I can't believe it, it's huge. So like, <laughs> Uh, because like it community and like self-esteem and like positioning beside the like business knowledge which you get uh, that like sense of community sense of support that's like precious so like, just like I've been there I know that could be a lot of money but like just like it will pay off <laughs> awesome thank you Polina Tamika I think um, the payments, you know, uh, were what got me. And I know I was hesitant because I was following you guys on LinkedIn for a long time. And I was like, <laughs> what is this in my email, right? Just one day when I was pregnant, uh, as I took a sabbatical during my pregnancy. And so I was on like a really strict budget. And I said, oh, I would love to do private practice, but I don't know. And then I had the call and I talked to you guys and I said, oh, I don't know, right? And then I heard, oh, we have a payment plan. I said, what? Sign me up, right? <laughs> and even though that was a stretch for me, I'm so glad that I took the leap and I did because what I gained was so much more. I gained a lot of tools. I can always go back and I gained a source of community because I felt like I was isolated. I was in my own world and nobody understood me and nobody spoke my language, even the therapist here. They were like total dream killers, right? Because they wanted to work for somebody else. And it was impossible for me to work three days a week and still make good money, right? Mm -hmm. But you guys confirmed that that was possible. So my advice would be, if finances are a concern, invest, make the investment and maybe break it down into payments. And what you're going to get out of it, and I think I posted this too, what you'll get out of it is a source of community. And I think that is priceless and the most important piece. Awesome. 
Sarah. 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 Oh, oh no, um, Becca. Yeah. Kelsey has her hand. Oh, oh they both, they both do. They both yeah. do. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I unmuted first, Kelsey. Sorry. <laughs> um, I already forgot what question. <laughs> I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. Someone's on the fence. Someone's on the fence. Okay. Um, one of my favorite things about the like was, might even still be the first day of boot camp is this like visioning thing, like imagining what your perfect day is. What is it that you really want your life to be like? Um, and I've always loved that exercise. I love over the years that I've done it, like getting to a place now where I really feel like I can imagine what I want my life to be and make that happen. Um, and not just be like waiting for life to happen to me or hoping that someone else is going to create for me the life that I want. Um, and so if you're not sure whether private practice is right for you or boot camp is right for you or whatever, like sit down and think about what you want your life to be like. And if your ideal life is having all of this freedom and doing the things that the people on the call are talking about, then great. It's perfect fit. If you don't in your heart, you don't really want to do those kind of things and you would be happier doing something else then maybe boot camp's not quite right for you. I think that it would be perfect for everybody, but that's <laughs> me coming from my, you know, um, my bias, I guess. Um, and, you know, something else that, yeah, I guess that's just what I would say. It's like, what do you think that you would be happy working in private practice? Do you have something to give to the world and you just like don't quite know how to do it? Are there things about your life that you want to do differently um, and this program could help you get there? Then sign up. Awesome. All right, Kelsey. Do you guys still do that free mini boot camp thing? Um, we have, it's we call it a private practice challenge now. Uh -huh. um, that we have in our thing. We have over 10 hours of free trainings. And so we do still do that. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say that is that course, the, like the mini course, um, was really what helped to convince me to do boot camp with you guys, because it was really like practical information with actual, like concrete steps along with this kind of concept of like, well, what do you want your private practice to even look like? Cause you kind of get to decide that. Um, I saw someone in the chat box asking about like, what is the actual content in it? And I know you guys can answer that much more thoroughly, but I do feel like one of the things that I tell everyone about when I'm meeting with therapists and talking about bootcamp and how awesome it is, is that um, that huge giant Excel worksheet that you guys have, where it really is like, here's every single number that you're paying towards expenses. Here's every single number that you're bringing in towards a fee. And here's like actually what you're bringing home and what you need to be bringing home. And then if you hire someone, here's actually what you need to pay them. It's so eye-opening eye for me to realize like I could see four clients a week or a therapist could see like 12 clients a week and it's bringing in the same amount. Like I wouldn't have known that. Um, and then I also get to decide like, you know, I actually don't want to see four people anymore. Like I want to be supporting my, my staff and, um, a lot of what I would think about when I was first opening the private practice is just kind of like making guesses about how things should go or what I should be doing. So to actually have boot camp like walk you through every single step was just really critical. Um, yeah, I think that that's, so this Miranda and I are very, uh, we try to be very direct and honest in anything that we put out into the world. And so what we said about this was come meet other clinicians and ask your questions about boot camp. And that's really what today is about. And 
I love like the question of like, is this really going to be deep dive content and, <laughs> and that sort of thing? I'm not, we will say this time and time again, we aren't interested in selling something for selling something. We're interested in changing our fields. And that's why I'm grateful for these boot campers because they are changing the field. Every time Sarah, Kelsey, Rebecca hire somebody, they pay a really good wage, which changes the field. Every time Tamika shows up on Instagram, changes the field. When Paulina as a, you know, like claims like this is my kind of work that I do, or Maria steps out of the overworking and the three times, that changes the legacy of our field. It changes the systems that we were raised in. Um, it changes, um, you know, it just, it addresses so much that each of us has faced. And in order to do that, we've created it so that there are deep, deep dives in the modules. And if your question isn't answered, we'll get it answered. So we'll have guest people come in. I don't know if some of, um, some of you, and the panel have like done some of the guest talks, but we bring in people. If we're not an expert, we'll bring in somebody, an accountant, um, a financial advisor, or somebody else who can speak about something that's a little bit more uh, in their wheelhouse. I know I'm like a jack of all trades, but a master of only a few. And so we'll bring in those other people to help um, to help enrich the, the learning. And we're constantly looking to fill the gap. And that's what's kind of unique. I don't know how often you all reference back to bootcamp, but and can speak to how it's changed over time. Tamika's been in it for about a year versus Becca, who's been in it for years and everywhere in between. But if any of you want to share. Um, I'll answer that. Uh, I'm really glad that that person brought it up about like, okay, but like how much value, like what do you actually learn in bootcamp? Um, one, I am impressed by how much free stuff you all post and give away. It's like the actual helpful information, but the value inside bootcamp is, is a hundred percent of my questions. Even the, my like sneaky little comments or like, oh my God, no one's even going to see this. Every single question I had got answered in a very direct, no fluff, like, oh yeah, we write, don't fluff. Write, write this. <laughs> they were, they were just like, write this. This is how much this costs. Here's the answer to your question. I was like, okay, good. I can go do it. So um, I will say that it is sort of equal parts, personal, emotional, like it could feel like therapy for yourself, deep dive where you really have to un look at the messaging and like why things are difficult for you and equal parts, nuts and bolts. Like I would pay two grand just for that Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> like the Miranda so lovingly like I do through I was like oh my god but so it's a good mix of both and I would say to also be be ready like have some idea of what you want and also be ready to change your mind and be wrong and like learn new things um, but I have seen a lot of those programs where they're just like you can do it and there's no not as much like actual answers where you're just like oh my god what did I just pay for it um, I did not have that feeling in boot camp. I was like, they just they just hand you the answers. So we don't mess around. I mean, no. there's no. a point like well in boot camp because there's so many of you, right? And we're answering all the questions. They always, I always get comments on my second week about like we can tell Kelly's in her second week because I'm just like boop boop. 
boom, here's your answer. Goodbye. Here's your answer. <laughs> like, let's just move on. Because in the beginning, I'm like, that's a great question. Thanks for posting. And then by the end of the week, I'm like, here's your answer. <laughs> like, yeah, here we just got to move on and make sure that you get all you need packed into those two weeks. So, yeah. yeah. And we're, we're going in and digging into your website. We're giving you like a personalized video review of a page of your website saying like, Hey, how many I don't have gotten see... feedback on your website? <laughs> have right? I looked at your website? Have I seen your website? Yes. yes. And yeah. like even going in sometimes into as people get into the advanced part and they've gone through it several times, we're digging into the pieces where we're talking about like, well, let's look at the stats. Well, I'm not sure what to do with my marketing plan yet. I'm trying to do my quarterly marketing plan analysis and I see the information, but it's not clicking for me. So then I will go in and look at the numbers and then give them a specific and say, oh, I can see the back end of your website here's where it is. This is the keyword phrase in particular that I would write blogs about for the next three months. Like that's a level of like digging in that we will do. And for as long as we do the program, and as you can see, it's not something where we came in, you know, did this for a year and then like went away. These are people that have been able to come in and be a part of the working session twice a year for years without paying another dime to us. Don right. asked, should we already be working in our own private practice with, with a website before we take the course? So no. who here did not have a website or in I private practice? Mean. Correct. Right. It's actually, I would argue, I don't know, Maria, Tamika, Rebecca, if you agree that it's easier if you start with boot camp than if you come middle and you have to go do cleanup. But yeah, it I was agree. overwhelming Definitely. at the beginning because I had nothing. And I remember my first boot camp. I think that I just did the modules for the first week. I don't think I even looked at the stuff in the second week because I was mm -hmm. like, I already have too much to do. I was really overwhelmed. But that was so nice to know that the content was also going to be there. If I wanted to go back and visit it, I don't think that I did until the next time you all came around to it. And then I got a little bit, a little bit further in it, but it was really nice to not have to go back and redo things. It just was pretty overwhelming to start, um, but yeah. I opened up my private practice in February and then did boot camp in April. But between that, it was when I was doing all of the, like the extra modules, the pre-work that you guys had. So really like I had my private practice, but I didn't have any clients. So I was able to like do all of it and do all of it right. And I had it in my head like, oh, I'm just gonna use like, paper consent forms and you guys would say no it's really better to do like a virtual thing it's like okay fine 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 I'll pay it I'll pay it it's fine and I'm so glad that I did that so um I do think it I, I think it can be good if you already have a private practice and you're ready to change it I also think it's really great if you're just like starting from ground zero or maybe you're taking like half of a step and then you can just set it up you know the right way yeah yeah Stevens asked about taking the mini course by being a okay when you're a first-time boot camper how much do you delve into like the mini course and the free stuff? Or do you just really, y'all now just stick in the boot camp? Mm, I'm all over the place. I'm in that thing. I'm in all three of the communities, you know. <laughs> but I, to your question earlier, I think that for me, it's easier to start without your private practice and without your website because you guys do such a great job at walking people through that and giving them what they need because they may not have the, the capital to 
get things started and get it rolling. And I didn't believe that I could do that myself. But looking back at the videos and how you walk people through, I'm like, wow, yeah, that makes it so much easier, right? This makes so much more sense. Certain things just give me a headache, like SEO. So I would rather delegate that, right? But you guys address that as well. Like, delegate what you can, whatever is not your strength. I think that's super valuable. Yeah, and we're really... Yeah, go ahead. I think one of the things too that we're really excited about is that we are constantly asking the question of like, what, where do we see people stuck? Where do we see a ton of questions? Where do we see people get hiccups and slow down? And so we're always looking for like, how can we make this process even easier? And so we're beta testing this round, especially for you people that are new, you're going to get, if you want it, a whole template that's set up so that you can literally like type into, and it's already kind of ready to go for building your practice and starting with a simple one page website and then being able to add in the templates as you go. Um, and so I'm really excited about that um, on, and it's on a, the newer version of Squarespace 7.1 and we go through all the pieces. So you can start with, okay, copy I'm going to go through <laughs> I was like, hey, you want to do that project? I have ideas. Can you turn it into something? Uh, yeah, I'm super stoked about it um, yeah. uh, and about doing that part. So that piece of being able to what people pay, you know, honestly, people grab templates and you pay someone for them to copy and paste your material into the template on WordPress or whatever the thing is to be able to know like, oh, wait, I could do that myself and save myself two, five, six thousand dollars because I think it's so interesting how we're like, oh, this is like this magical thing. This person's going to build a website for me. And most of the time they're just picking a template and copying and pasting your stuff. And they say, give me your content, give me your pictures. You're like, oh wait, I got to pick all my pictures. I got to like pick all my colors. Like what are the things that I need to do? And this person's just putting them together. So we're excited to take people to that next, next place. When will this new thing that Miranda's talking about be available. That sounds really helpful. Jenna, we're going to be launching that um, in the next working session. I'm still recording the finalized videos about how to look, how to do it, um, how to use the, the thing, but it's actually like created. Um, and we have our little process. It's, it's going to be something where you have to kind of submit through a form with the email, and then we'll go in, duplicate it and share that with you. Um, it's just like a little technical piece, which will be really fun. Uh, does yes, your... it'll be in the BSB modules as you go through it. Yeah. Um, so I know we have just a couple minutes left and I was wondering if you all could share just what are your words of wisdom for those who are new to private practice? Because that's what this round table is really for about that new starting out. What do you, what would you say to your new starting out self, I guess, is maybe the best way to ask that. What would you like them to know? Yes, Tamika. Um, that you can do this. It's realistic. It's reasonable. Um, throw everything you learned in grad school out the window and you are valuable. <laughs> Love it. Maria. Uh, I would, oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Well, you can go, please. So, uh, I mean, it's like you can build your business based on your values and I can really do it from your with your integrity and according to your values and be self-sufficient and like change the world <laughs> this way. So that. just do it. 
Maria. I love that. I love that feedback. And I, I would add to that. I would say it'll all get done and, and encouraging people to draw from the inspiration of being able to create your own perfect day. Um, and knowing that you can still get all these things done while creating how creating and maintaining your perfect day, I think it's huge. Sarah. Um, you deserve it and you don't need to be a martyr for your whole freaking career. Mm. Shout out to that. Becca. Um, advice I would give to my earlier self would be um, that you are so much more competent and capable than you realize. And that there's so much personal growth along the way as you're building this business and like, hold on, cause it'll be worth it, but it'll be a ride. Kelsey? Um, just that doing your own business and doing your own thing isn't selfish. And I think I had a lot of that feeling. Um, charging a, like an actual like big amount what felt really big to me it's not selfish um because you have to preserve yourself for your clients and it, it's it's such a shift from I'm a social worker it was such a huge shift from being an MSW to like being a business owner and there were a lot of uncomfortable like money conversations and thoughts that I had to get through but um you know I think what I would tell my my younger self starting this out is like it's going to be really great and there are going to be difficult things, but you know, you're going to get through them and it'll be scary when you go off on your own, but you're going to get through that too. And like all those challenges, you know, you're going to face them and you're going to be supported through them. I think, especially with you guys, I know I talk about you guys a lot, but I feel like that support that was really, really is still super helpful. Well, thank you all. I just, we're honored to have you share and be vulnerable and to inspire people who are starting you are reminders that this is possible we are very proud of you we are honored that you are part of our community uh, it floors us anytime someone trusts us and we take it very seriously and i hope you feel that that um you mean a lot to us and we are proud in each of every one of you maria tamika polina sarah kelsey becca um, so everyone could just like give a little clap. Uh, thank our panel. <laughs> We're going to move on to our next panel. Yes. But thank you all for being here. I hope you were inspired. Check out boot camp. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.